Okay. Uh, so I guess we're still recording then? Should we just go? <laughs> we can if we want. <laughs> we hit the recording button. You did. You hit the recording button. Okay, we're recording now. Yes. Hello. Okay. Hello, this is Eat the TV. It is. Uh, I'm Luna. I'm Cole, and this is season two. Yeah, Alex isn't here anymore. He he got too immortal and elevated to the next plane. Yeah, he yeeted off this world. <laughs> he was done with it, and that's fine. No judgment. No. He had his own priorities, and we do too. Yeah, we're we're doing it for ourselves now. Yeah, we're doing it all by ourselves. We can do bad all by ourselves. We can do podcasts by ourselves. We can talk about Mission Hill all by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, so we're definitely talking about Mission Hill this time. Um... I have a lot of, well, not a lot, mostly I just looked at the Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, should tell, tell me what you learned about Wikipedia, about uh, Mission Hill. Okay, so, um, there, it's an animated series, there's 13 episodes total, um, there's animatics that exist for, uh, like, a, another, like, five episodes. But they didn't get the funding? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, they were just, like, released as, like, bonus things at some point later, and they're all, it's all on YouTube, which is how we're watching it. Okay, anyway, so, um, yeah, it was, I think, uh, blah, 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 where are my notes? Okay, so it originally aired on, uh, WB from September 1999 through July of 2000. Um, it was originally called The Downtowners. The Downtowners. Mm-hmm. The people who are downtown. Yes. There we go. They had to change it because there were similarities to an MTV series called Downtown. Oh, I could see how that would be confusing. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, and I mean, like, Mission Hill seems more, I don't know, like, unique. Yeah, like, when I heard of Mission Hill first and that it was animated, I was making jokes that it was, like, a mission, as in, like, a private ops thing, like, something that the Green Berets would be into, <laughs> or, like, Saving Private Ryan, or some military thing, but it's not. Yeah, I guess I, maybe I thought that originally, I don't know, like, I started watching this show on Adult Swim and, like... I don't know, I want to say, like, 2002 or three or something like that, and so it's just, like, so much a part of my consciousness, it's hard for me to, like, detach from that. Yeah, This yeah. show was actually, like, really important to me in a lot of ways that I only just started realizing. That's what happens with, like, formative media when you're little, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes it hits you harder than you realize. It was just, like, something you watched, and then growing up, it's like, whoa, I remember this so strongly. Yeah, well, like, you know, the main character is a cartoonist, and, like, that's the first depiction I'd ever seen of someone being a cartoonist in the United States. Yep. And, uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And also, like, the first, like, gay couple I had ever seen in media... Right, that's so formative when you're little, because yeah. you get, like, queer-coded villains, and you get, like, off-to-the-side kind of, like, B- or C-tier characters in a cast of characters. And, like, these are, like, minor characters, but they're in most episodes. Yeah, they're, like, pretty prevalent. They're yeah. They're not just, like, something to, like, check in on yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, and we'll definitely get to those characters, too. But, um, so, yeah, the creators of the show, um were uh, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Um, both were former executive produ producers on The Simpsons. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I got some <laughs> Simpsons vibes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the the jokes feel a lot like that. Yeah, they're they're pretty snappy and they're pretty quick and their timing is well thought out. Very it, it well constructed. Like, yeah, it makes me feel like people with like experience crafting and producing those types of jokes yeah. have a hand in this. Definitely. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised because, like, a lot of the stuff that we want to watch, like, I mean, it's good, but a lot of it is also kind of, like, 
I feel a bit more like slapdash sort of. Yeah. This is very well constructed and it's actually like a really good show. Yeah, it's like it's like surprising surprisingly good production value mm-hmm. and like like the craft of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the um, artistic designer for the show, Lauren McMullen, um, set, has said that um, the Dan Klaus series Eight Ball was like a main visual inspiration. Okay, I'm gonna need to look into Eight Ball. Yeah, Eight Ball and like Dan Klaus comics were like a big inspiration. I was thinking because I was talking to um, Ben about this when we were like just kind of going over a couple episodes for funsies at home. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that a big inspiration was um, Hate by Pete Bag. Mm. Did you ever see that one? Mm-mm. I, I remember seeing a lot of people like talking about it at art school. <laughs> Bless you. <Excuse> me. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, but like the main character looks a lot like Andy. Oh! And, like, the color scheme for, like, any indies 90, indie 90s comic is gonna be, like, that. Yeah. So. Is that based on what they could get with, like, their printing process? Or, like, what was reproducible? Or were those just, like, the popular colors I have no idea. To? It might be that. Just because, like, I don't know, I feel like there were a lot of things in the 90s that were just, like, super neon and... Oh, for sure. Lots of black and... Yeah, like, if it was, like, a Sharpie color or a highlighter color, yeah. that's what they were using. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, because it feels, like, highly accessible. And also, like, looking back, it has, like... You know when people are, like, recreating nostalgia just for the vibe? Mm-hmm. This is it. it. Yeah, it's a very solid aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so Mission Hill is supposed to be, like, a district of a larger city called Cosmopolis. Oh, Cosmopolis. Yeah. That's a really cool name for a city. Yeah, and I've been trying to figure out what city this is supposed to be, like, the referencing. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, Mission Hill is inspired by, there is apparently an area outside of Boston called Mission Hill. Oh, dang. And, um, one of the creators went to college in Boston, so... So they were just using their college, downtown college So, mostly Boston, but also, like, all of the hipster places in big cities, like Wicker Park in Chicago, Silver Lake in LA, um, the Mission District of San Francisco, and, uh, Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn... Okay. Yeah. So it just, like, it kind of made a melting pot of all of it. Yeah. I always thought it was Seattle or, like, New York or something. Or, like, like how Hey Arnold is exactly a combo of New York and Seattle. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just, like, com- like they combined everything. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? Yeah, they put a lot of effort into making the city, like, seem like a functioning real city. Yeah, I could tell with, like, the variation of, like, background characters. Yeah. They didn't, like, recycle any, like, figures or forms. Yeah, they did it down to the detail of, like, designing bus schedules. Oh my god! Yeah! (laughs) They didn't have to, but they did it! Yeah. Um... So I don't know, that's, that's my, like, notes without... I was gonna do stuff about each character, because that's what we did for young ones, but, uh... That's true. We can go over that while we're watching the show because, like, it seems like this is going to be, I don't know, after seeing episode one, it seems like each character has kind of, like, do they have, like, spotlight, limelight kind of episodes where it's like, here's what this one's up to. I mean, it's mostly focusing around um, Andy and Kevin, but, like, yeah, yeah, there are some that are a bit more, like, Posey-centric and a bit more Jim-centric and, like, Gus and Wally have a couple episodes. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So we we can hit those when they arrive, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so do we want to just go into show notes or? Yeah, we can go straight into show notes. Why not dive in? Okay. Yeah, we've got it all here. Should I have a little, should I play the kazoo? That should you, should you? Oh yeah, by the way, I want to apologize for, uh, for our theme song. (laughs) Um, so originally we were going to have someone play a plastic trumpet and then that didn't work out. Yep. And then, uh, we both have automatones, which you probably want to look up what an automaton is. They can do classical music, they can do rock, they can do anything. They're a little music note shaped friend. And you just, it's like the instrument like anyone can play. Yeah, um, but then both of ours are out of batteries. I left mine on. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was showing it off at a party and I left mine on. Uh, yeah, he's my son, he's asleep. Uh. <laughs> yeah. They're like sitting next to each other having a play date, but neither of them have battery right no. now, so. You'll be able to hear that. I'm going to try to layer it with the... We did kazoos this time. Yep. Um, we're gonna do more. There will be more. That's all I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> we're not gonna pretend that we're, like, really good. No! At this. You can't be good at kazoo. We're gonna pretend like this is something funny to listen to, and it'll be enjoyable. We're gonna pretend that we're funny. The story of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be funny until proven otherwise, and please don't be mean. Don't prove us otherwise! Shut up! <laughs> Um, okay, so our main characters are Andy, uh, Jim, who's vo- voiced by Brian Posehn. Very good. Uh, Posey, and then, uh, Kevin, who is Andy's younger brother, moves in and has a dog named Stogie. Okay, so a Stogie is a nickname for a cigar? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. I was making sure I got that right. You did. Stogies are cute. <laughs> Stogie the dog is cute. I had a yellow lab growing up, so Stogie Aww. looks just like that. Yeah. Like a barrel-shaped, slobbery, dumb dog. I love I love Stogie. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, did you have anything? Do you want to go first I, after that? Yeah. I, I'm the person that didn't do any research. I That burdens mine to carry. We all have crosses to bear. And that's mine, is not studying anything about this show. Um, I was extremely happy that it opened up with, like, Andy working at a waterbed world. Yeah. And uh, early 90s, my parents' totes had a waterbed. Oh, yeah. I had a waterbed in my childhood home. Those things are nasty. My mom had an ex who had one, and I think I have an ex who had one, actually, that his brothers, like, popped yeah, that's something they can definitely do. Like, they're insanely heavy. Um, they are weird. They're really nasty. I hate them. Yeah, I need to do some research to see if they're even still in production to this day, because I feel like with, like, after the 90s, people started caring a lot about their kids. I feel like people <laughs> would be worried about, like, drowning hazards yeah. if they popped. And there's, you know, like, infants can drown in, like, an inch of water. Yeah. So it's like, let's not. Um, but also, like, are they still being produced? I don't know. They looked really sweet in the Goofy movie because they had, like, fish swimming <laughs> oh, around. Oh, yeah. In when they went to that one really cool, I like, not that hotel. hotel. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess this will do. And they go, and they go to the, and then there's goldfish in there. Yeah, I love that whole hotel because it's yeah, it's like a big aquarium. Yeah, and that probably gave an unrealistic expectation to young kiddos. They're like, I want a waterbed so I can keep fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely opaque and definitely not that fun. Uh, I feel like I was gonna say something and I definitely just forgot. Because of the waterbed world. Yeah. That's okay. I was distracted. 
You're distracted by all the different waterbeds, and the Goofy movie can take your breath away, and, <laughs> and some of your thoughts. And some of your brains, yeah. Yeah, it definitely can do that, so I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so he works at this waterbed place, uh, has, like, a shitty, gross boss, and then, like, a cute co-worker that he has a crush on. Um, boss goes into the bathroom, Andy locks the boss into the bathroom by taking a forklift and putting a bunch of desks in front of it, so they can yep. all leave early. Yep. And then he asks them all, like, you saw nothing here. Yeah. And they're like, yes, we saw nothing here. And it's just, like, this solidarity of, like, minimum wage workers. It reminds their me. manager together. I had a moment similar to this in uh, my senior year of high school economics class. <laughs> we had the worst teacher, one of the worst teachers I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I hate her with a passion to this day. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, she was just so mean and so terrible. Um, but... I don't think it was my class, but the class my friend was in, which was the hour before me, um, they, she, like, the teacher had, like, walked out into the hall to go do something, and they all just, like, barricaded the door shut with their desks. Oh my so god. So she couldn't get back in. Oh my god. <laughs> I never had a teacher that people outright hated enough to, like, sabotage the door for them to re-enter the room, but there was definitely a teacher in high school that, like, fell asleep in class every time we had a movie, and also would slam books down on the desktop to cover up his farts. Oh my god! And sometimes slamming the book down wasn't a long enough percussive noise to cover up the tail end of the fart. So I've heard that experience was worth having in that room. Wow. Yeah. No, this teacher was so bad. Like, when she would, like put up a thing on the projector, like, she had these really long nails, and it would, like, shine through, and you could see all the dirt under her nails. Oh, gross! <laughs> like, the acrylic nails on that overhead. <gasps> yeah. Wow, nasty. Oh, overhead. We can talk about overhead projectors. They definitely exist in Mission Hill. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely a thing that. that. Is the time of Do overhead. those not exist anymore? No, it's smart boards now. Oh. And projectors with your laptop hooked up. Oh, right. Of course. None of that. No vis-a-vis markers are necessary anymore. Huh. And, like, dry erase and whatnot. It's all just smart boards and projectors. Interesting. Quote me if I'm wrong. I mean, there could be a really sad school that still has the old stuff, in which case... Dang it. Yeah. But you can still get the same information from an overhead projector and less of, like, weird connectivity problems where you need to get the IT guys down there because you don't know how PowerPoint works. Yeah. Weird. Or, like, when autoplay happens on a YouTube video that your teacher wants to show you and they're just, like, turning around and talking and the video is like, no, it's loading up, why won't you, don't you know what YouTube is? <laughs> but that's a different story. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, the the cute girl, the mm -hmm. cute co-worker girl. Gwen. Gwen. Um, very 90s name. Very 90s name. Um, calls him, calls Andy Spartacus, and he considers himself more of a Popeye. Yeah, he goes, I always thought of myself more as a Popeye, but... <laughs> I just like That's that line. Such a people's hero is Popeye. I, I just like that he has to make that distinction. I feel like that's such a cartoonist thing. Yeah, like, you know your roots. You know if you're a Popeye or not. <laughs> so you need to, like, specify if you're gonna eat that spinach oh, and fight no. to the finish. I just had, like, a really horrible, <laughs> like, like, vision of, like, because <laughs> when you said you know if, if you're a Popeye. You do know if you're a Popeye. But, like, 
That just made me think of, like, the whole, like, people saying daddy thing. Oh. But, like, instead, Popeye. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if you're, like, like no, not, not like a daddy, but like a Popeye. <laughs> you know it. You know it, though. I hate this so much. Why did I do this to myself? You're not only are you doing it to yourself, but you're doing it to the one or two listeners. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have a couple listeners, and, the, and they don't... Well, we might not now. <laughs> we might not now, and that's fine. We're just going to carry on. Um, so Andy walks through the city, which I really like that little scene. I think it's really cute. It does a lot of yeah. good world building. Yeah, there's, uh, like, super diverse background characters. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the kind of, like, art style that, like, I really enjoy because, like, everybody's at least a little bit paunchy. Yeah. There's something cute about it. (laughs) It's amazing. And there, I saw, like, there's a bunch of different storefronts. It doesn't do the repeating background thing that you see in, like, the Flintstone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. It doesn't, like, repeat itself while he's walking through town. So you see, like, a completely diverse set of, like, people and storefronts. And Mm -hmm. one of them I really liked was the Dark Occult bookstore. Yeah. Which I really hope they go back to later. I'm glad I, that that's in the neighborhood. I don't think they do, but um, I know that they do reuse some of the signs to, like, show you where everything is, which I think fits into the whole, like, um, very specified building that they did mm. mapping out of things for yeah, the show. for sure. I like, I just like seeing a goth walk into the dark occult bookstore. Oh, that character actually shows up. Oh, I'm so excited. You think you are. I think I, okay, I'm, uh, maybe I should put all my eggs in one basket for a goth. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Um... So then we see uh, Natalie, who is one of the neighbors in Andy's building, with yes. her baby, who is like, the baby is freaking out and throwing things everywhere, and she's just like, calm down. Yeah. Calm down, please. And the baby's, like, got, like, smear arms. Yeah. Like, 20 arms, just, like, throwing a bunch of groceries out of, like, the bags, and, like, it's just screaming, and it just has, like, dots for eyes, and it's, like, pure chaos. Yeah, apparently that character was actually based off of, um, the show creator's friend. Oh! Yeah. And um, the show creator's friend just, like, had a new kid, and they wanted to, like... Yeah, she's, uh, she actually does, like, teach something to do with, like, feminism or, like, women's studies or something, and is Jewish, and, like talks in a very similar way. Like a calm and, and reassuring. Well, just, like, trying to be, like, you know, like a good parent. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but she was supposed to voice that character originally, but someone else did a better audition. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes that won't do it. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes won't cut the mustard. Sometimes you need to actually bring in talent. Yeah. But then yeah. her uh, her husband, um, the character's husband, Carlos, is like a stay-at-home dad and painter. I don't think he showed up in this episode at all. No, no. But, um, yeah, he'll be in a couple later. Um, and then we hear about, like, some other neighbors, Gus and Wally, who are the uh, gay couple I was referencing earlier, saying that was the first gay couple I'd ever seen. Gotcha, yeah. As far, like, I've been, I've been in the year of our Lord 2019, like, queer-coded and queer-baited to Helen back. Yeah. This, to me, seemed to not be so bad as rep. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, because, um, I mean, they do kind of get a little stereotypical sometimes. Yeah. But also, they're supposed, they're an older gay couple. Yes. And, um, they do, like, 
actively challenge people when they try and make them into a joke or stereotype. Yeah, Like, throughout the entire series, repeatedly, if someone tries to, like, comment on their them in any way like that, they'll challenge them. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's like, oh, look, they have agency. Yes! They do. Yeah. They actually have their own episode later. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and Wally is voiced by Tom Kenny, which is super cool. There's a lot of voices by Tom Kenny, actually, in this series. <laughs> a young Tom Kenny. Actually, this would be right around the same time as Spongebob. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> proud. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to find all the Spongebobs. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I didn't take super good notes about when they go into the apartment. Um, yeah, I feel like it cut away after the introducing the the older gay couple, to um, the house in Wyoming. Oh, actually, wait. Um, so I did take one more note, I guess. Um, they yeah. go into the apartment, and Andy talks to his friend and roommate, Jim. Yes. Um, about going to pick up the dog from his parents' house. Yep. Um, and uh, Jim is going to drive him out there to go do that, and he, like... His room is, like, up this flight of stairs with no railing. Yeah. And he just, like, does a running dive off of the stairs <laughs> to, like, jump on the couch, but instead just, like, flops onto the table and breaks it. And he's like, oh, I thought the couch was here. <laughs> yeah, and then Andy reminds him, like, oh, we moved it last week, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they go to the suburbs. And then they go to the suburbs. I feel like it's just, like, I love the casual destroying of furniture that happens <laughs> in most media that we watch together. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like part of life is like sometimes you just gotta jump off of a, a stairs balcony and wreck your coffee table. That's just like part of life. Yeah. And we could all learn something from that. I don't know what we're learning, but we're learning something from that. Sure. Yeah. Um They mentioned something about Andy's brother Kevin uh, having a shirt with his SAT scores on it. Yeah, on the drive out. Mm -hmm. And he's complaining about how much of a dork his little brother is mm -hmm. and it's like, well, what was the score on it? And he's like, I didn't know. I didn't look. <laughs> um, so they're talking with his parents and having dinner or something, and his parents suddenly spring on him that not only is he taking the dog, but he's also taking his brother Kevin. Yeah, because his parents are moving out to Wyoming. Yeah, for his dad's work. Because his dad works in the direct mail market, and Wyoming's like the Wild West of direct mail marketing. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> It's I don't like, think you're supposed to know what that means. I think direct mail marketing, as of now, isn't a thing anymore. Like, you don't get ads for stuff in the mail. Oh, is that what it is? Direct mail marketing is, like, postcards that are like, hey, go come to the flower show at the garden. Oh. Or like, you know, it's like when you get junk mail in your inbox. People used to get junk mail in their mailbox. Right. That's direct I mean, I still get junk mail in my mailbox, but... Yeah, me too. Like, a shit ton. But I, sometimes Cub Foods... That was like, a job, huh? Are, that was a job, was making direct mail huh. things. Yeah. So he's, like, saying, like, Wyoming is, like, the Wild West. Like, anything goes. <laughs> like, we can just, like, mail them anything. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Andy finds out that he has to take Kevin um, because Kevin is a senior in high school and just wants to, like, finish high school there. Yeah. But he's moving into the city, so he's not even finishing at his same school. Yeah, like, that seems pretty loosey-goosey. Yeah. I don't think my parents would ever let that fly. Well, they said that Kevin is the one who suggested it. Yeah. And he's going to be going, leaving for college in, like, a year, so... Yeah, and he's, like, a really smart kid, so all he needs to do is finish high school, and then he'll, like, go to a nice college somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, and Andy obviously is super upset about this, and they, they, this is when they mention that Andy is a cartoonist. Yes. Or an aspiring cartoonist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, his mom says, like, your little brother thinks you're cool, and... Gives him a whole guilt trip. Gives him a whole guilt trip, and uh, saying that he's, like, this really cool cartoonist, and he says, I'm not a cartoonist yet, I just sell waterbeds. Yeah. Which is, like, so early 90s. Yeah. That's great. Also, he's only 24. I feel like this show gave me some false expectations. Yeah. I feel like I'm still at that level, and I'm almost 30. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... I don't know, I've drawn a shit ton of cartoons, but am I a cartoonist? Mm. I I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I can kind of tell that the main character is also underselling himself a little bit. Yeah. Because at a party, he has, like, a drafting table with a bunch of drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so they, they, like, fight and stuff and go home. Um, I think I skipped some things here. That's okay. I know that they drive home and it's nighttime, mm-hmm. and I know that it's. I realize that there's a treasure troll hanging off of the rearview mirror, oh. of the car of the roommates. Nice, which is great. Just so poignant. It <laughs> ages it, but it ages it in a good way, and probably because of Trolls, the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, because to me, like Trolls is so nineties. Yes. And there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this and show like ages in a good way. Yeah, it's like right at this pivotal moment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they get there and meet Posey, the other roommate, who's this, like, super new-agey hippie girl. Oh, yeah, she's just, like, looking at your inner light. Yeah. She's telling you the color of your aura. Yeah, yeah, she says that Kevin has, like, a, like, a good aura, but Stogie has dark forces at work within him. (laughs) (laughs) There's dark forces at work within Stogie. (laughs) And then he's got that dumb face and his tongue sticking out the side of his mouth just looks like... A ripply piece of bacon. Yeah. Like, it's like this wiggly tongue just sticking out and these, like, vacant eyes. And he's just, it's a great dog. It's a very good dog. Yeah. Um, and then I, I guess there's maybe some other stuff, but we cut to, uh, Kevin at school the next day. Yes. In the city. Yes. Um, and he makes some nerd friends. He does. He immediately makes some nerd friends. Um... Yeah, I feel like when Kevin is around Andy, he's always, like, wanting to, like, call home to let him know, like, you can't say ass, and you can't say yeah, and you can't say douchebag, and that's really great. He's, he's the Rick of this show. He's very much the Rick of this show. (laughs) I see it now. Um, I was raised in a daycare house, and so I wasn't allowed to, like, cuss or even say, like, negative words, because my mom got kind of new age by when I moved out. So I couldn't say, like, negative adjectives to describe things. So I'm what right the there fuck? with them. That's so damaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I couldn't really, like, ascribe negative meanings because it would put negative energy into, like, the void where babies' brains are picking oh things up. Oh, my like God. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's just, like, being mindful. So you're not things. allowed to talk about problems. No, you're not even allowed to have the language to begin to talk about problems. Oh my god. But it made me think of that, where it's just like even the most like plain cuss. Like you can't say a damn, (laughs) you can't say a hell, you can't say a shut up. Plain cuss would be a good band name. Yeah, plain cuss is good. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling, my tummy's a little oogly, I'm gonna order the plain cuss today. You know, like, piss. You know, like, 
Those are like the easy cusses. No, no hard cusses and no soft cusses. You know, that whole categorization. Uh-huh. Um, I really like uh, Kevin's voice actor. Yeah. I knew Kevin's voice actor because he's Robin in Teen Titans. Oh. He's also uh, Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. Okay. Which is a video game that I very much enjoy to play on the X, or not Xbox, GameCube. Uh-huh. A cube, a box, though. Uh, on one of the cubes. On one of the GameCubes, yes. Um, so that voice actor hearing him probably being, like, pretty young and doing a, like, you know, kind of a raunchy cartoon is pretty good. And I'm not saying raunchy in a bad way, I'm just saying this is definitely intended for not kids' audience. Okay, um, I do remember, I just wrote this down real quick, um, their apartment is really nice. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, also, also giving me false expectations. And they can just, like, have another person live there. Yeah. At the drop of a hat. Oh, I mean, I do that. I mean, (laughs) an apartment, not a house. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, at the, like, they have, like, a bedroom ready. Oh, yeah. You know, it's move-in ready for yeah, another yeah, roommate. Yeah. Like, all he had was one suitcase. Fair. Yeah, that's what I meant. Ah. <laughs> like, I get the revolving door of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. There's always something going on. Yeah. But this one is just like, oh, it was ready and available, nobody was paying for it, and we could afford to have an empty one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, like, that's for crazy. sure. Yeah. Um, oh, then there's the, um, Kevin falling asleep hearing Gus and Wally arguing about condoms. Yeah, like his first night staying at a new place out in the city, and the walls are thin as hell. Yeah. So they can hear the gay couple arguing about, like, well, these are the condoms I'm used to. Like, well, I got them on sale. Well, then there's a line of, these are gonna fly right off. Because there's no chick, they're just gonna fly right off. I'm like, oh man, what a good argument. That's such a good line. Oh, so good. Yeah. Getting condoms that are on sale is so funny. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, the following morning, uh, Kevin invites himself along. I think it's just during the day. day. Yeah, um, some ska happens. Yeah, they want to go see the ska band. Did you (laughs) catch the title of the band? It was like Bunny something. Yeah. I don't know. Just some band. Some band that plays ska. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kevin sneaks into a bar with Andy and Jim. Um, Andy and Jim are 24, and Kevin is 17. Yep. Um, to see Ska. And, uh, Kevin starts freaking out about, like, I'm gonna get, like, I'm gonna get arrested and not be able to go to college all because I wanted to see Ska. (laughs) Ska just once. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I think about music genres, Ska is, like, so family friendly to me. I don't know what (laughs) Ska could do to be, like, 21 plus bar Ska. I mean, it's... But it could, like, it, it takes all kinds. I mean, it's definitely, like, closely tied to, like, punk rock. That's true. It just seems so fun. <laughs> it's just so upbeat. I mean, it is, but also, like, I don't know. There's a lot of it, like, early stuff is about, like, 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 encountering racism and, like, fighting for equality. And then there's also, like, party stuff and there's, like, stuff about, like, girls and mm. sex and... There we go. That's where we hit the 21 plus. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've just gotten, like, the... Okay. Also, like, when you're 18, you can hear that shit. Like, <laughs> when you're in high school, people listen to that shit. That's true. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, he freaks out, and both of them get kicked out. Yeah, because they fight. Because they fight. Because Kevin is, like, freaking out about showing a fake ID or something. Yeah, and, like, ruining his whole life just yeah. because of one ska night. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Andy gives a really good rousing speech. Yes. About, hey, the, your parents aren't here. Neither of our parents are here. They're a thousand miles away. How about you figure out who you are without them? Yeah, and, like, have fun. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin's like, oh, you know what? You're right. And so then he gets gross and just kind of starts acting like Andy. Yep. He thinks that the cool thing would be to be like Andy. Yeah. Although, having seen, like, this entire show all the way through multiple times, I would argue that he's already kind of gross in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> Which you'll see a little later. Okay. Alright, yeah. Um, so he's excited to walk home from that bar because he wants to go home and start masturbating. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's something he couldn't do living with the parents. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, and in the morning he, like, wakes up and walks to the fridge, like, the same exact way as Andy and, like, in his underwear. Yeah. And he looks all gross and hunched over and... Uh, he stayed up till 4.30 in the morning, yeah. going on the internet to research how to be cool. Yeah. And the internet isn't as, re- like, a good a resource as he thought it would be. <laughs> like, I think now, if you just, like, type in, like, how to be cool on the internet, you're just gonna get some wildly different results. Like, probably we different than you would from the early 90s. Oh, yeah, we should have done this for research. Yeah, do this for research. Just type in, like, how to be cool. Yeah. How to be cool. I'm just going to go into Google Chrome because that's the coolest search engine. (laughs) How to be cool. Tell us, Google. There's how to be cool in school and straight up how to be cool. Okay. (laughs) How to be cool. Uh Uh-huh. Has a picture of a guy wearing sunglasses. Stand up straight. Looking cool starts with a strong present. Don't try too hard. Less is more when it comes to showing who's boss. Wear stylish shades. Rock a leather jacket, get jeans that fit well, get some stubble, walk into a room and know people, and assume that everyone likes you. That's what Google Chrome has to tell me about being cool. Okay. How's that work? Huh. I mean, okay, I really like point, point (laughs) the, point the eighth. (laughs) Assume everyone likes you. Yeah. That actually has done wonders. Yeah, true, true. Okay. that one makes sense. That one's fair. About the internet telling you how to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, besides being cool. Yeah, no, so Kevin starts, like, acting out in school, and Andy gets called in to, like, because Andy's his, like, legal guardian now or something. Yeah, which I guess you could do. Yeah. 24. You could. parents are There's a lot of shows like that at this point in time. Yeah. That happens in Buffy, although I guess their parents died. Yeah. It's just, like, these non-nuclear families. Um, but yeah, so he gets in trouble for having called his teacher a douchebag. Yeah, he called his teacher a douchebag. And the principal writes it out very neatly, and they both start cracking up, and... Yeah, and then he has to, like, pretend to be a guardian and be like, oh, I'm gonna go home and punish you I'm going to discipline you. I'm gonna have so much discipline for you when you get home. Yeah, and instead they just go and buy booze for a party that they're gonna have. And Kevin is, like, so unaware, and this is a crazy little store. I mean, sorry, a ridiculous little store because, like, he's picking up these bottles and he's like, I want some beer. Yeah. And he picks it up and it's, like, maple syrup. Yeah. Or shampoo. Like, all these (laughs) weird bottles and none of them are actual beers. Yeah. So he starts him off with, uh, this is the beer that I started drinking with. (laughs) Which is, like, Gruber Geiger? It's, uh, Grubermeister. Grubermeister. Yeah. It's Grubermeister. So, what was the beer you started drinking with? (sighs) Uh, I don't even remember. I think I I drank at a party once when I was, like, 18? Or, like, right before I was 18. And I think it might have been just, like, I don't even know. 
just like some shitty super cheap beer. Yeah. But like all through art school, the thing to have was PBR. Yeah, and I knew I wasn't cool in art school because I didn't have PBR. <laughs> what did you have? I I did Red Stripe. Oh, Red Stripe is good. Like on occasion, my main go-to was um, Green Belt Premium. Green Belt is also good. We're Minnesota has a lot of really good beer. Yeah, so it's. I don't know, like, even our crap beers, at least there's a choice. Yeah, like, Green Belt is pretty decent for, like, shitty cheap beer. Yeah, so it was a lot of Green Belt Premium and a lot of, um, like, early, early stuff, like, when I was a high schooler was, like, Bacardi Breezers (laughs) and, like, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh, okay. Where I would, like, I would have a Mike's Hard in summer and my mom would have a Mike's (laughs) Hard and she'd be like, I can only do half. (laughs) This is messing with me. This is so much. I'm like, okay, I'll drink it. Oh my god. Eh? Yeah, she's like, I just feel silly if I drink a whole one. And I'm like, isn't that the point? Yeah. Okay, mom. Ah. But then anyways, he gets a Grubermeister. Yes. Um, you hear at the party that um, there's a rumor that Sid Vicious once threw up in their bathtub. That's a pretty good rumor. It is a good rumor. I remember that line from when I was a kid because I had no idea who that was. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's, he's, he has a cool name. Yeah. Well, no, I just remember that. And then like a couple years later, I got into punk and I was like, oh, like in that Mission Hill episode. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honorable mention, the store that they went to to get beer was called Discount Food Hobo. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's such a good name for a freaking Grocery store. <laughs> discount food hobo. Yeah. Maybe I gotta say that when I'm going to my local chain. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go to the, the discount food hobo and get stuff for soup. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works. Um, and uh, Andy congratulates Kevin and says, drinking shows a commitment to being cool. Yes. Yeah, I wrote that one down. I'm glad you're picking up that habit. <laughs> shows amazing. a real commitment. A real commitment, for sure. And so then it goes to the party. Yes. And he knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This is like a well-connected cartoonist. He doesn't seem to be a hermit at this point. Well, I mean, I'm assuming it's also like Jim and Posey's friends and also yeah. like their neighbors are there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're, it's a it's a really good like combination of people and they're listening to music and dancing. Yeah, I love that um, Jim dances like one of our friends. <laughs> he, he dances like Jack. <laughs> Did you see? Hang on, I'm gonna do it. No one else can see this right now. Okay, I'm not. I'm not he, gonna caption it. But no, like he a, goes like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> kind of like, kind of like a happy prospector dance minus the legs. <laughs> yeah, like when you're like going on like your axes yeah. in the middle with your elbows out. That's a good dance. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see it now. That definitely is the dance that they were doing. <laughs> So, yeah, there's, at some point, we might have skimmed over this, but, like, Andy and Gwen, like, make out in his room and stuff, and Kevin just kind of continues getting drunker out in the party. Yeah, like, he gets distracted by Gwen. Gwen asked him about his, like, comics, because he's got, like, some art around his bedroom. Yeah. And she looks at some of it, and he's like, oh, this is an idea for an animated series, and it's, like, this very tongue-in-cheek, like, Gwen is like, oh, not another animated yeah. series. Like, everybody has an animated series. Yeah. Like, like podcasting. Like podcasting. Everybody <laughs> has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast now. Everyone's got one. Yep. Andy is, like, gonna have sex with Gwen, but he overhears Kevin being a drunk disaster. In the in the other room, and he, he does have a bit of a moral dilemma. Yeah. 
like, the pupils of his eyes go to Gwen and then the other room, like, ten times. Yeah. Before he's like, oh, he's my brother, I'm sorry, and he goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Kevin is rolling around on the floor saying, Goober Geiger. Yeah, like, I'm a Goober Geiger, and he's got, like, a potted plant in his pants. Yeah. And he's just rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, maybe two people sitting on the couch just kind of like, oh, huh. Huh, look at him go. Yeah. Look at him do that over there. But otherwise, the party's pretty much dead at that point. Yeah, there's only, like, three people left. Yeah. So he excuses yeah. the people out and gets the potted plant out of his brother's pants, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so then it cuts to the next morning, and Kevin is, like, hung over in the bathroom, and Andy is sitting with him. God, it's such a feeling. I think that he didn't have a pillow on the bathroom floor. It was a folded up towel. Oh, which yeah. is a really good detail. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, fallen asleep on bathroom floors with a folded up towel so many times. <laughs> like, if they don't have, like, a bath mat that I feel like, oh, I'm such a pathetic, you know, it's like, I don't want to mess up their nice bath mat. I'm just going to fold up this towel. <laughs> and don't give me a nice towel. Give me your bad towel. <laughs> I mean, bath mats are gross. I would just take that. Yeah, for sure. And he's just like resting, and, um... He says, not everyone can outdo Sid Vicious. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. <laughs> not everyone can. Not everyone has the constitution for that, and, um... And Gwen seems to be pretty nice, because she comes in with coffee for Yeah, me. so she stayed. Yeah, she stayed the night regardless, which seems to be, like, a really cute little thing. Yeah, she, she comes back a lot. She's, like, a recurring character. Okay, yeah, I just thought it was a nice detail. I also really like, um... Like, the steam that's coming off of the coffee cups is just one white dotted line. Mm-hmm. Just going up in, like, a little tendril. Yeah, that's a nice stylistic thing they always do. Yeah, it's so cute, yeah. though. Like, I really like that. I might do that in my art for a little bit here. Yeah. It's, like, really cute looking. It is. Yeah. Um, and they, they say something about, like, oh, well, you know, at least your parents don't know about all this. But it turns out Kevin called and left a bunch of drunk messages on his parents answering machine and like not just like partying stuff where you can't tell if he's drunk or having a lot of fun he says i love being drunk i wish i could be drunk forever yeah which is definitely incriminating (laughs) um i also really like the uh the communication these brothers have when they're like okay well i don't want to be the cool like it's really hard to live your life being cool is really hard yeah i don't think i can do that so he's just gonna keep being himself and he's like, is that okay, the whole douchebag aspect? Yeah. Which and is then, the name of this episode, I guess then, we should have said. There we go, it was the douchebag aspect. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get used to the douchebag aspect, it'll be fine. So they they seem to, like, meet halfway, at least a little bit right here, but I doubt that that's going to stick around. These rowdy kids. <laughs> I also like that everybody in their family has blue hair. Yeah. It's genetic. Yes. It's great. <laughs> It makes me think of this one episode of Pepper Ann that I saw where Pepper Ann's best friend Milo has blue hair, Mm. and in one episode they actually pointed it out, and Pepper Ann was like, what do you mean? Like, you have blue hair. What do you mean you're not, like, alternative or whatever? And Milo's like, I don't have blue hair. It's so dark black, it reflects blue light. Uh, I thought that was, like, such an interesting thing. But then maybe everybody in his family has black hair and it reflects blue light. Or it's just a 90s cartoon and everybody has dark blue hair. Yeah. It's right in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ketchup or mustard? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the episode. Yeah, that was the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And um, Kevin wanted to stay drunk forever, and that's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to try and do 
like two episodes a month. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we got a little behind with our recording schedule because of many things, and one of the big things is the weather in Minneapolis is ridiculous right now. Yeah, I feel like we're dying. Like, it's, yeah. oh my god, it was like negative 30 one night. Negative 30 Fahrenheit is bad. It's rough. Engines do not start, yeah. and um, we have like a crazy, like a really big, like um, winter weather advisory right now going in effect until April first, and we've yeah. got we live in Antarctica basically. Yeah. yeah, and we've got record snow. So yeah, even though we only live like like maybe one neighborhood apart, like yeah. it's almost impossible to like go do anything outside of your daily routine. Yeah, like, the roads are bad, and it makes scheduling things real Yeah, tough. and life bullshit, and it feels like it's been exactly one million years since we last recorded anything, so uh, I'm happy we're back. Yeah, we're getting back into the swing of things, yeah. and, and we'll get we'll get it going. Yeah. Um, especially because this is such a fun cartoon, I've never seen it before, and I really like it. We have, I know a lot of people that really like this show, uh, so we're probably going to have more guests yeah. on... Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, weather permitting. Yeah, well, I mean in the future. In the future, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, we still have our old Twitter account. We do. Yeah, we're um, at Eat the TV Podcast on Twitter and SoundCloud. Uh, and then I'm at Luna Draws on Twitter. Yeah, and I am at Espresso Ghost on Twitter with a capital E in Espresso and a capital G on Ghost. Yeah. Yep. And that's how you can reach us. Um, we love feedback. We love hearing anything, especially because I think we have two listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Wait, did I just say my Tumblr name as my Twitter? Are they the same? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've looked at Tumblr, but that's like, it's oh so well, you'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, and then uh, keep your eyes peeled for fresh album cover art. Yeah, we need to redo that since Alex isn't here. Yeah, and because season two. I think it'd be fun to freshen up the art for each season. Sure, yeah. because we're artists, maybe we can just do it. I think I did say the wrong one. I'm at Luna Comics. At Luna Comics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's comics with an X? It is. Yes. I don't know that I have anything else to add to that. I don't know if I have anything else to add to that either. I just plugged my stuff. We plugged the thing. We plugged everything. We did plug everything. Yeah. Do we need to kazoo our way out? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you can maybe just play the other thing back and... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, place it we in don't need to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice way of saying hell no. <laughs> I'm so polite of you. Okay. So, I've been Cole. I'm, I'm Luna. <laughs> Yeah. And figure out an official sign off later. Yeah. Yeah, so get off our dicks. <laughs> <laughs>